Hello, this is the Baltic Reports presented to you by journalists from Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania with Fixers.press. We are local journalists gathering main news stories from each Baltic country every week so that you would get hands-on information straight from the region. My name is Anna Udr and I will guide you through the main news from the third week of September. By 2030, 5 million people annually will use Rail Baltica to travel from Tallinn to Warsaw and it will become a major turning point for Baltic freight business. The Rail Baltica quarterly report reveals the expected impact on the project and also worries surrounding it. The project has already created many opportunities in the construction market and other businesses expect increase in their capacities. For instance, Latvia's officials expect to use Rail Baltica for taking over some of the freight from Russia to Europe. Several passenger rail stations on the new line will be built or transformed, the biggest one of them being Riga Central Station. However, until this moment the construction of the management of the project has ran into many obstacles due to the disagreements between all three Baltic countries, and this has led to considerable delays. The construction of Rail Baltica should have been finished until 2026, but it looks like delays are going to be expected. To tackle the arguments, management agreed to introduce a new board position, Chief Program Management Officer. The new board member will oversee the implementation of the Rail Baltica Master Plan in all three Baltic states and will become the official Baltic problem solver. This week in Lithuania. Lithuania's ruling coalition continues to push towards major changes in public broadcasters, or in short, LRT's management. Lithuanian Farmers and Greens Union declares they want to minimize the influence of politicians, whereas LRT accuses them of an attempt to impose political control over the public broadcaster. The version of the amendments of the LRT law proposed by the Farmers Union in 2018 included significant changes of management, creation of a new managing body and reforming present LRT Council. The draft legislation was produced after conclusions of a special parliamentary commission which revealed corruption amongst LRT leadership. However, later the Constitutional Court ruled that Samus's decision to establish this commission in order to investigate the public broadcaster's finances was unconstitutional and has breached press freedom. This week, after almost two years of fighting, broadcasters, representatives and parliamentarians sat down around one table. A joint commission has been formed in order to produce a new version of amendments of LRT law. However, this discussion will most likely be stalled when it will reach the topic of influence of politicians on public broadcaster. Press kiosks in Lithuania have begun selling Bitcoin coupons that can in turn be exchanged for Bitcoin tokens online. Customers won't need to furnish any document or ID in order to convert their euros into Bitcoin when using the coupon to complete the transaction. All the crypto users will need is a Bitcoin address and an email address. The two companies behind the idea are Lithuanian startup Rebiton and a Norwegian company Narvesen. They claim that they are committed to abiding by all the money laundering laws. Many Lithuania's entrepreneurs are at the forefront of developing cryptocurrency market. At the same time, officials are lagging behind the changes and are not able to ensure that the transactions would be conducted in accordance with local rules and regulations. Therefore, there are no guarantees that a process won't be abused in any way. Over the past year, one in eight milk farmers have closed their businesses. This is what LRT journalists have found while investigating Lithuanian declining dairy farming market. 
According to farmers, Lithuania lacks a clear strategy for the dairy industry. Milk buy-up price in Lithuania is also one of the lowest in the European Union. The downfall of Lithuanian milk producers is sometimes attributed to the Russian food embargo. In 2014, the Kremlin imposed a ban on imports of meat and milk products, fruits and vegetables coming from the European Union, United States and Canada as a response to EU sanctions targeting persons and businesses in sectors in Russia related to the attack against Ukraine. In 2015, Lithuanian exports to Russia fell 35%. Since the start of embargo, Lithuanian agriculture officials have been promising to find ways to compensate for the local farmers' loss. However, this hasn't happened. Unless the situation changes, the farmers are threatening to boycott the lowest-paying milk processing company. This is rather a result of local retailers' greed, not of the Kremlin's embargo. For decades, Lithuanian retailers have not been able to appreciate local produce and find mutually beneficial ways to develop relationship with milk producers. This week in Estonia. Estonian government is trying to get people to pack their bags and move out of cities. Estonia is one of the least densely populated countries in the European Union after Sweden and Finland, according to Eurostat. People are very scattered and providing basic services like postal or medical services is becoming more difficult. One of the major obstacles for those who do not want to move is the bank's resistance to credit the purchase of countryside houses. The Minister of Population, Rina Solman, recently announced that the ministry is working on an idea to allow the government to act as a guarantee of the loan in such cases. Most typically, young, educated and wealthy families who can afford it move out of cities. While single men are the ones who tend to stay in rural areas, young women prefer cities. The government launched a day of the countryside living that will take place next weekend on September 28. Rural municipalities with kindergarten schools, health, sports and other centers will open their doors to visitors. The Ministry of Defense will pay compensation to nine local governments for using their land for military exercises. This was decided in a goodwill agreement signed this week by the Minister of Defense, Yuri Luik, and the representatives of municipalities. Local governments can use this money however they wish. This sum depends on the size of the fields and is connected to the land tax. Military drills and activities around Estonia are on the rise. For example, every year thousands of soldiers from over 10 countries take part in a military drill called Springstorm. The drills take place throughout the country on the land, in the air and in the sea. The Paramilitary Armed Forces Defense League drills take place every weekend throughout the summer. Locals who live nearby the exercise fields have complained about the disturbing sounds and the negative impact on the nature. The defense forces have apologized and acknowledged the problems, but nothing has been changed. The World Cleanup Day, the biggest event on Earth that was started by Estonians, took place this week. It brought together tens of millions of people in 163 countries to clean up rubbish from public areas this year. Ironically, the cleanup day is not successful in Estonia as it is in other countries. Only 30,000 people cleaned Estonia this week, while in Bulgaria, for instance, nearly half a million locals took part. This year, Estonians focused on collecting small litter like cigarette butts. What was remarkable this year was the noticeable number of young people who joined in. One of the organizers, Hugo Rebane, said that it is clear that environmental issues are becoming especially important to young people all over the world. The world's biggest cleaning day started in 2008. This week in Latvia. 
The government will reduce the number of administrative regions in Latvia from 119 to 36, and the locals are protesting. This week, the government supported the Environmental Protection and Regional Development Ministry's proposal and many local municipalities aren't happy with the planned changes. Therefore, the Latvian Association of Local and Regional Governments is planning and protesting against the reform. The association believes that the minister responsible for the reform hasn't listened to any of the objections that the municipalities have had and has simply pushed forward his ideas. Some locals have promised to block traffic and protest on streets until their voice is heard. Municipalities mostly object because they don't want to be merged with others. According to the responsible ministry, the functions of all municipalities are the same, but many smaller ones are not able to perform their functions as well, and hence inequality between municipalities continues to increase. The reform has created a lot of disputes in different regions. For example, the mayor of Latvia's second-largest city, Daugopils, Andrei Selkstinch, criticized the Latvian Association of Local and Regional Governments for lack of involvement in the administrative territorial reform. This resulted in Daugopils municipality quitting the association. Future municipalities are planned to be formed around larger cities and development centers. Latvia's government will allocate 6.2 million euros in the next year's budget to encourage Latvians to have more children. The government plans to give more support to large families who want to buy a home, as well as to create a family-friendly benefit system. At the same time, both the government and experts are aware that this money will not be enough and no results are expected soon. According to data by the Central Statistical Bureau of Latvia, there are around 1,900,000 people in Latvia today. The number of births in Latvia has been decreasing for at least the past four years. In 2018, as compared to 2017, 1.5 thousand children fewer were born. Latvian chemical oil product tanker Ansa was attacked on September 16th while at anchor near West Africa. Four robbers armed with gun and knives took the crew hostage. After looting the cabins, the robbers locked the crew in a cabin and escaped. Crew personal belongings, cash and ship's properties were stolen, but the representatives of the ship owners, Latvian Shipping Company, told national news agency Leta that the value of the stolen properties is not that big. The crew of tanker Ansa consists of 21 members, including two Georgian citizens, one Lithuanian, and 18 Latvian citizens. None of the crew members were injured during the incident and the ship has not been damaged. Tanker in recent months has been trading in West Africa waters. These were the main news stories from the Baltics on the third week of September 2019. If you have any suggestions or tips, don't hesitate to reach out to us through team at fixer.press. Thank you for listening. Until next week.